0: Hello, everyone. This is a Never Heard of It podcast. I'm Sean Harwell. This is a show where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks. You know this. This isn't your first rodeo. We're glad to have you, whatever rodeo number this is. And uh, I'm joined today, of course, by my co-host, Craig Moorhead, uh, I'm hoping he would like to say something to the people.
1: Hello, people. This is uh, Raspy Craig Moorhead coming at you.
0: You're not quite as low register as you have been in the past when you get hit by...
1: No, no. that's true. That's true. I'm no. definitely on the way out of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Sean, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing fine. I think the last time we recorded, I was the one that was feeling it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Happy to report it was short-lived. Knock on wood. There's no wood around me Mm. whatsoever. It's all plastic and metal.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm screwed. Uh, How are you other than your...
1: Uh, your I'm I'm coming out of it. Knock wood. So I have plenty of wood all around me. Most of my office is made of wood. So Look at you. Yes. Very earthy.
0: Yeah. It's very rugged. People don't know that you live in a log cabin.
1: They don't. They don't. Yeah. They wouldn't assume that. A lot of people probably think not. I live either at a YMCA or <laughs> uh, similar. Um, YWCA? Yeah, or a YWCA. Okay. Both of which I think would probably be wonderful places to stay. And I may try it. <laughs> sure. Just so you know. Um, but first what I'm going to try to do is let everybody know where they can find us online. Uh, okay. You can find us at neverheardpodcast.com. That's where you can find every episode we've ever done. You can find write-ups on the longer episodes. And you can find uh, links to you know our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. You you can get everywhere you need to go from there. You can also find us on, on iTunes, uh, on Stitcher, on Spotify. Uh, anywhere you could leave a review, especially if it's positive, please do. If it's negative, you know, tell your one best friend and then never mention it again. That would help us out a lot. Thank you. Yeah.
0: I, you know what, negative reviews are fun to read too, so. They are. I mean, if you take the time to write a negative review, at least that tells me you took some time to think about us, so.
1: That's true. You know what, if you're going to leave a negative review, make it really negative. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want, I want it to be polarizing. Like, if it's it's a shrug, I think that's the worst.
0: I, I would say strive to get banned from the Apple ecosystem altogether. Yeah. You know. Like that, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Leave a mark, (laughs) please. Um, Because as we know from having watched the movie that we're going to talk about today, it is better to burn out than to fade
1: away. Ain't that the truth?
0: Well, it is supposedly. Yeah, we're talking out of the blue. If you listened to the tee up, I hope you did. You know what we're getting into today. A little bit of Dennis Hopper Land from 1980 starring Linda Manns. And I'm excited to talk about that with you, Craig. But first, I want to hear about what else you have watched, good sir.
1: Oh, man. I watched a lot of stuff. I watched so much stuff. This is one of those times where I'm like, did I already mention this in another episode? So
0: I'll be the judge of that. Please stop me
1: if you've heard this before. (laughs) Uh, Here are the things I watched Uh, at the request of my eldest son. Uh, we are watching the Marvel movies, trying to watch them sort of in order to, to no, no kind of see the whole story
0: play out. You've got 21 total to do.
1: We've got a lot. We're going to skip yeah. the ones he's already seen. Okay. Uh, so that'll save us a little bit of time, but he hasn't seen a ton of them. So we watched Iron Man 2 and Avengers gotcha. over the last couple of weeks. Iron Man 2, I did not remember how talky that movie was.
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that since I saw it in a theater in Puerto Rico. Oh. And uh, yeah. Wow. That
1: was a you know, Fun
0: fact that. about that screening, Craig, you know how the movie begins in Russia, if I'm not mistaken, or involving Mickey Rourke and oh, the yeah. Russian? Yeah. Uh, that would have been subtitled in English here in the good old uh, terrestrial United oh, States. Oh, yeah. And uh, Puerto Rico, that is just subtitled in Spanish. So I have no idea to this day what, what was, was going said. on. Well, you uh, know, honestly,
1: it didn't make a lot of sense either way. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say I kind of got the gist of it. It was yeah. fun. Yeah.
1: It wasn't, yeah. It it was it was kind of weird. Like Mickey Rourke seems to be really working his working his ass off in that movie. And yeah. uh, and Sam Rockwell is doing a great job. And but the thing I remember most about it is like so many scenes where people are just sitting and talking. And I was like, this is really? a this is an Iron Man movie. But um that's fine. We watched Avengers and that that still that still holds up mostly. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> what else did we watched? We watched Incredibles 2. Um, so haven't seen it. it was, Do you like it? It was fun. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It's 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 it feels kind of weird because I mean I, I I keep forgetting how old the first movie is. Yeah, like that's yeah what fifteen years old at least. Oh, I no, I feel like it's older than that at this Something point, like but that. I could be yeah. completely wrong about that. I mean, definitely a super fun movie. Kind of feels like the same thing though.
0: Okay, It
1: like, you know happens. Way. Yeah, it happens. Uh, it yeah, it definitely does. Um, watched first reformed and. That was great. Um, I mean, Good. A, definitely a tough movie. I don't know. I was re- I was really impressed by that Black Klansman.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of fun okay. with. Yeah,
1: and I kind of like the fact that Spike is kind of slamming you over the head with like what's going on. You know, <laughs> it's funny the,
0: because uh, <clears throat> yesterday or the day before. I sat down. I'm I've just been looking at the beginnings of movies lately, just trying to like I don't know, just size them up a little bit and see sure. how certain movies open certain ways. And I clicked on Malcolm X and do you remember what that the beginning of that movie is? No. It's the video footage of the Rodney King beating.
1: Oh wow.
0: And I was like, Oh, okay, yeah. I mean
1: Yeah, you know, I mean
0: that was not, not to spoil anything about Black Klansman, but how that ends is yeah. not unlike how Uh, Malcolm X began actually so
1: yeah yeah um yeah powerful movie uh watch Space Jam for the first time not (laughs) wasn't very powerful for me yeah uh I can understand why it might be a a sentimental favorite for a lot of people but it's kind of one of those it's a kid's movie from the 90s it's like it's definitely a kid's movie oh god there's not there's not a lot there for adults
0: uh I um yeah I don't know if I've ever seen all of that movie but We have uh, Sirius XM Radio in the car, you know, and they have a kid's station entirely, which pretty much dominates what we listen to. Sure. Uh, And when we go anywhere and we went somewhere the other day and I had to run into a store and they were playing the Space Jam song. And when we stopped and I was like, okay. And I left and came in and got back in the car. I was like, oh, what do you know? The Space Jam song is still long. <laughs> that song is like 45 minutes long. It's ridiculously yeah. not good and long. And they play it all the time. Oh, man. I don't know if kids just like that or what, but oh, so yeah. bad.
1: I mean, yeah. our kids love the movie. They loved yeah. it. Yeah. Well, it I hope you screen.
0: don't have to get the soundtrack for them because yeah, no. my hearts are with you if you do.
1: Yeah. No, luckily they both saw the Spider-Man movie, the latest one. Okay. And they, they're that into a... that soundtrack. And I'm like, great. Yeah. Yeah, that
0: one's yeah. yeah that solid.
1: that I can listen to, um, but the best thing, Sean, the best thing that I saw in the last while.
0: Ooh, I'm intrigued.
1: My feelings are so strong about it that there's a part of me that wonders: like, in a week, am I going to think like this is embarrassing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like oh, I should be glad that we're getting about it.
0: this on record. Then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I'm going to put it right on record right now, and I recommend okay. you see it if you haven't. Uh, on Netflix, it's a Netflix show called Sex Education. I haven't watched that yet. But you've heard uh, of
0: it? Very, oh yes, yeah. Okay. I watched the trailer. I, it's a solid premise. I mean, that's a really good, fun. Exactly premise, right. Yeah.
1: I will say this: I was expecting not much. I was. Mm-hmm. That's not really true. Like, I love, I love the cast. Yeah. So I was like, oh, the, it looks good. But I was expecting something that's going to be very broad and a lot of cheeky sex jokes, and then you know that's going to go on for like eight episodes. It goes so much further and better than that. It's really, okay. It's like really, really good character work in the writing. So yeah. And and
0: that's out of the UK, correct? Yeah. Okay.
1: Cool. Good stuff all around. But that's all I got, Sean.
0: What about you? Uh, I also watched several things and most of them seem tied to the Academy Awards because I, like I always do, once they're over, I'm like, oh, I should see see some of those movies. And uh, I started right after the day after the Oscars and watched Green Book Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, forget the. Well, you can't forget like the racial politics of that movie. You shouldn't have to, <laughs> yeah, right? That's kind of that tough. is the entire movie. Yeah, I, I just I, I think there's very simple story problems with that movie, and I will to the day I die think that Vigo Mortensen was miscast there. Mm-hmm. I've heard from many who disagree, and uh, you know they've got the Oscars. To show me how wrong they were, but that's my two cents, and I'll leave it at that. Fair enough. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, Craig, I finished. and We talked okay. a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. And I I can't remember if I told you this or if I was talking to my wife about it. She didn't watch it, but she's a big Queen fan as well. Sure. I, I cannot think of another movie where I've seen so much performance from an actor with so little character. <laughs> like, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. uh, that's just how I felt about this whole movie. I was like, I don't feel like I, I know really anything more about Freddie Mercury no. or really anything about all. But man, he performed the hell out of it. And in a weird way, the movie does say that several times. He states, I'm a performer, darling. Um, but I was like, well, I guess that's that's all there is to it there.
1: Yeah. Uh, and what a what a shame that is.
0: I think like, so. I mean, damn. I think there's... You cannot tell me, Brian May, that there was never a discussion about Freddie's sexuality at all. Right. He never came out to you. Did I miss that scene in the movie where he came out to his bandmates? I don't think so. Or even expressed like
1: I don't anything think there was anything or... like that. No. But I mean, there was never there was <sighs> never know. pushback about anything. Yeah. Hey, nothing. bandmates, I have AIDS. That's cool. Like yeah. They're just the coolest cats in the world. And yeah, a, there was some yeah, there was some BS in there for sure.
0: Yeah, I have a theory about that too, Craig. Yeah. And this is a very it's it's not like a shrouded in secrecy thing. It is a very simple obvious thing and I think it's that Queen is still a band and they're sure. still out touring and performing with Adam Lambert and very much have an image to uphold, I guess, um that won't hurt the bottom line and because they are one of these like bands that just appeals to Obviously, the masses, like in, in, in so many age groups, right. um, and so many gen- generations now, um, that I, I I don't know if that was the the bottom line with this as far as what they were they allowed the story to go, but it felt incomplete to me in a lot of ways, which is unfortunate.
1: Yeah, really, and 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 I'll say you know, in that way, sex education is just. Everything that Bohemian Rhapsody is not.
0: <laughs> okay, good. It's, I didn't even like actively dislike it while I was watching it. I just, by the end of it, I was just like, that, yeah, okay. Yeah. I it mean, goes okay. down
1: pretty easy. I mean, it's, it kind of turns into just like a soap opera.
0: Well, you know why it bit. goes down easy? Like my entire goodwill with that movie is my goodwill towards Queen's music. <laughs> like right. I'm just like, you know, there's right. just so many songs that are great and they, they put you in a good mood. And, you know, I don't know how you can dislike them. So that's true. You know, you walk away whistling those songs, which is probably mission accomplished for this movie because they can sell more soundtracks and and CDs. But I don't know.
1: I can tell you right now, if Space Jam had the rights to all the Queen songs,
0: (laughs) I would have liked it a lot. That movie would
1: be 25 percent better, at least.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. moving on. Uh, I watched Barry Jenkins' film, If Bill Street Could Talk. I just kind of amazed by this movie again, and it not so much as it is a powerful story, but it just, it just feels like it's operating in a different atmosphere than the one most movies kind of live in. And, uh, it's really worth seeing, you know, it just, there's style to it. The score is gorgeous. And I apologize. I can't remember who, uh, who did it. Um, I think he also did the score for Vice, which I still need to see,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, just uh, great performances. A lot of those actors were new to me and um, it, it's really something to, to behold, whether you kind of get completely moved by the story or not. I think it's it's one we're seeing. And then last but not least, my daughter and I finished uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which you were just talking about. Oh, yeah. what did you say? Uh, yesterday. I loved it. I really, really liked it. Nice. Thought it was really, you know, in some ways, one of the truest feelings of of seeing a comic book on screen that that I can think of. Sure. Um, because and I and I think you know it sounds obvious to say, well, it's animated, yeah. But for me, I I just did I don't have that like oh I had to suspend disbelief with this, you know, right? Because I'm just going at, like from the word go, it's just kind of assaulting your your eyeballs. But also, I was yeah. just thinking about it. It sort of moves and like I think it just fills in like those blanks that you do when you're a kid reading a comic book you know you got these yeah. very static panels but then and mostly just getting exposition in those panels and then yeah you sort of like imagine the action when you're reading it and here it was totally. just like oh this is sort of like is in line with what well, I was probably imagining when I was a 10 year old boy yeah. reading spider-man and uh that's I, so I don't know funny. yeah yeah, I, I don't know that there's like the greatest story in this thing, um, right. but it's clever, and it's interesting, and it's yeah. funny, and it just there's looks some emotion unlike, to it. Yeah, there's absolutely emotion to it, and it just looks unlike anything I've seen. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the after credits scene of that movie as well. I don't know if you stuck around for that. We did, but what was it? It was... There was... Uh, it wasn't Miles Morales, but there was another Spider-Man... Who goes back to 1967 to like the animated cartoon version? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, are "You, why are you pointing your finger at me? No, you pointed your finger for." And it's, it's it made me laugh a lot. Uh,
1: I'm, was, yeah, I'm so glad they touched on that.
0: Yeah, I, it really was, and they just nailed the look of it too. You know, with that really did. that old because that's I do remember that cartoon. You know. Oh yeah, uh, popping up on TV. Anyway, that is it. I need to get some TV in, which mm-hmm. I will hopefully do at some point this week. But uh, yeah, some good stuff there. I th- oh, uh, now I skipped one, but I do want to mention this. Uh, there's a very small film called Socrates from a filmmaker named Alex Murado, who is a UNCSA grad from, I think, th- 2002. And I had not heard of this. It got nominated for uh, the lead actor and in the Independent Spirit Awards for Christian Malheros. I probably mispronounced that and uh, Alex Murado won the Someone to Watch award um, at this year's Independent Spirit Awards Mm -hmm. and uh, it's a pretty powerful movie that's it's very short but interestingly he made it uh, with collaboration of an institution in Brazil where a good chunk of the crew were like 16 to 20 year old kids um, I'm assuming from poverty that were learning filmmaking by doing uh, by making this feature I mean it's a really cool thing and uh, it, you know, It's it's kind of even more impressive when you watch it with that sort of mindset, which it, it has a title card kind of talking about that. So check that one out if you can find it. It's probably still floating around in the theaters here and there, but I'm sure it will come to the streamers soon enough.
1: That's very cool. Yeah, I got to keep an eye for that.
0: Socrates. Yep Socrates. Okay, speaking of Greek philosophers, should we talk about Dennis Hopper? Let's talk it up. I got a problem. Elvis died on me. Oh, come
1: on. So I'm gonna kill myself so I can go visit him. Please. I'll be back, I promise. No way. Why? Not allowed.
0: Okay, out of the blue, 1980. A young girl whose father is an ex-convict and whose mother is a junkie finds it difficult to conform and tries to find comfort in a quirky combination of Elvis and the punk scene. Stars Linda Manns as that young girl. You got Sharon Farrell. I think that's where we landed as Kathy, Mm -hmm. the mom. Dennis Hopper plays Don, the recently released from prison father. Uh, Don Gordon plays the sleazeball Charlie. You got Raymond Burr in his very truncated scene as Dr. Breen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was he got maybe four minutes on screen, oh, max? Man.
1: That was a sweet gig.
0: Yeah. Sit down wondered, the whole time. I know. Yeah. I wonder if. Yeah, he did. He did get to sit down the whole time. And uh, last but not least, I'll mention Eric Allen in the role of Paul, kind of liked Paul. Mm. Uh, Craig, you know, I don't think this was a movie you had really heard of, or maybe you no. hadn't forgotten. Okay. Yeah. Me, me either for a very long time. And, um, we tracked it down. We watched it. What'd you think of out of the blue?
1: This one was a bit of a squeaker for me. I feel like I was constantly moving between like like having trouble focusing on it and and then and then being really absorbed in it and then just going back and forth yeah uh, a a good bit um yeah, I don't know. It has a lot of really uh really interesting moments uh but i can't say that at the end i was like thrilled by it what about you
0: yeah i mean it won't be in my top 15 of the 1980s like the guy from the chicago reader sad right. to say i was hoping it would be
1: or ebert even right i read ebert. yeah like he, they he were, was a big fan of it seemed like.
0: yeah i don't quite have that same reaction to me it, it it just felt like a kind of like a schizophrenic beast in a weird way and and just oddly unfinished. I mean, even just like yeah. some of the music cues and things like that are just so off-putting and on, I guess unnatural in the sense of what we think about when we, when we think about like film editing a little bit and just some, some of that, those narrative storytelling things yeah. that are ingrained in our brains. But it it's weird. I was looking at my notes again and I'm like, Oh yeah, there's that big moment. There's this big moment. Yeah. That was a big like plot thing. Yeah. And then, then this, Oh, this happened. I'm like, like just you read my notes and I'm like that feels like a different movie than what I watched <laughs> and yeah. I you know I was thinking about it and it's like I, because I feel like it's just the way that he shot it and it's constructed it's almost as if they took a scene that was scripted and something happened in that scene and there's like the things that you need to get out of that scene and then you know of scene like you're you're getting into a scene you have like a bit of small talk or you're getting out of a scene and then you have a little small talk it felt like yeah these are the scenes where they just took out anything that was of importance and then left all the other stuff you know that's <laughs> a very good point strung the movie together yeah which i kind of dig i mean there's certainly like an interesting stylistic thing here going on yeah and Linda Mann's kind of fascinating to watch. Hopper's fascinating to watch. I mean, he's definitely doing his, like, thing that, I I don't know, I I feel like was this sort of, like, parody of of Hopper coming out of Blue Velvet, Apocalypse Now, you know, this guy just like a ranting, raving maniac, right? Right. Who's clearly not sober. Uh, So that's here. You know, that's intact in places. Yeah. But I don't know. I think the cumulative effect didn't quite hit me the way I was hoping it would.
1: Yeah, and and I definitely feel like the longer it went on, especially toward the end, um, there would be scenes with Hopper and Farrell and and whoever his buddy was, I can't remember his name, Charlie. Charlie, I think, yeah. That I'd just be like, w- man, this is just going on forever. Like I, I know you guys are just. It felt like it was like, guys, let's really act in this one. Yeah, and we're just gonna behave somehow, you know? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> And it wasn't like, it didn't, it didn't create moments that are like memorable to me. It just, it seemed like there was a lot of shouting. Well, and the problem
0: is, mm-hmm. I think, well, what's germane to that, Craig, has to be to a degree, he's playing an alcoholic, his friend is drunk in most of those scenes, mm-hmm. and she's a junkie. Like, she shoots up heroin. Yeah. So, yeah, they're acting the hell out of it, but none of, you know, they can't like approach it from like a straight, direct, or relatable way of doing so right. because they're not sober so it just yeah it feels i don't know but like i i just felt like more and more uncomfortable you know sure. and maybe that's part of it like by the end of it i was like oh god she should not be with these people you know, this this kid should not be anywhere near any of these people yeah um and yet yeah you know, she's definitely got her own issues which you know i mean i you know it's a direct relation to her parents, for sure. Oh, yeah. So, w- let's talk with that in mind, then. I don't, I don't ask you this very often, but what do you think this movie yes, is about? Yes, I'll marry
1: you. Oh what?
0: Oh, if, uh, uh, oh um, awkward. I mean, I'm going to get to that. I was saving that. Oh, thing. okay, okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait to spoil it. Uh, what is this movie about to you, Craig C. Moorhead?
1: What is it about to me? I mean, the way I would explain it to anybody was that it's about this girl c b just has a tremendous amount of things that she needs to process in her life, okay, and no good way to do it but uh but what about you what are you what do you what are you getting out there
0: yeah, I'm still wrestling with that a little bit I mean everything you're saying is absolutely right, and especially in in one way, I appreciate the fact that she's a teenager or fifteen like of course she doesn't have any like big goal even though sure. They layer in stuff about, you know, I'm going to be a famous rock star one day, just like Elvis. Right. Um, that was my bad, Linda Mann's. Like, no,
1: that was great. She's got like
0: a Brooklyn accent or something. I don't know where she's from. But you know, if, if you've yeah, if she's she's seen Days of Heaven, Same voice.
1: Everything about her is like really good for <laughs> know, this she's... thing. And, it, and it, like, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And I, And I don't know if she's putting it on or not, but there's like this little kid masculine thing. Like, she needs to be tough. Yeah. And like everything about it, totally works. And like I, I believe her in every moment of this.
0: Oh yeah, she's so watchable too. Yeah, totally. But I, I don't know. I mean, I was thinking about some of those reviews we read in the tea up, and you know, I think the words like uh, alienation and loneliness got thrown around. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. Like sitting here now, I, I, I don't know if that's entirely right because in my well, there's a very obvious traumatic event. Mm -hmm. that she survived and then by the end of the movie it's kind of implied right that maybe some sexual abuse happened
1: yeah yeah you you would you would expect that wasn't the first time that sort of thing arose
0: yeah so
1: Um, so
0: yeah i mean like part of me is like well is this just a a girl dealing with like you know severe trauma um because in a way that would make sense then knowing what we do about Raymond Burr being, uh, I mean, basically a shrink, I guess, or a a therapist or counselor at the least. But so much of his movie got cut out that I I do find myself wondering, it's like, okay, well, like was that the purpose of his role and like how much of the movie was about that particular relationship of a guy trying to guide this very young girl through, you know, the recovery process of what she's gone through, knowing that her mom is junkie and that her dad's getting out of prison. He hasn't changed a damn bit, right? No. Okay. Well, let's talk about that for a second because I I did think that was really interesting. I mean, we should establish the opening of this movie because I I found it pretty powerful, actually. I mean, it's powerful and weird at the same time. Mm -hmm. you open and I mean this movie it just opens, right? It just starts. Yeah. Um you're in a big rig. Mm-hmm. Linda Manns is dressed as a clown for seeming you sure. seemingly for no reason, although we right. find out later I think it's Halloween. Um she's singing Teddy Bear by Elvis. Hopper's driving, he's got a cowboy hat on, he's got the aviator shades. He's got a bottle of booze, they're laughing. She says like something, like there was a line where she said something about, "Am I that bad that you have to drink?" But she said it with a laugh, and uh, that was weird. They kiss on the lips, which is a little weird. I mean, you know. Uh, And then you cut to, and you see there's a school bus stalled in an intersection. Right. You know, the engine will not turn. All the kids on the bus are in costume for the most part. Which that, I mean, whoever made that decision, it's awesome. Like, I love that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it looks great, right? These kids in costume uh and then the truck plows right into them you know and you get the shot from inside the truck and inside the school bus and it's it's impo- you know impactful yeah. we cut to um i think she wakes up in bed so wasn't quite sure if this was a dream or not uh um, right. you you find out pretty quickly that it definitely was not uh you find out that Dennis Hopper has gone to prison and you know, you can kind of piece together, well, he must have gone to jail for this this thing that happened, this, this accident. Um, and he's about to get out. Now, we hear a lot about her father, you mm-hmm. know, specifically from the mother who works in the diner. And uh, the guy that owns the diner, Paul, there's something there. At least he wants there to be something there, perhaps romantically. With Kathy, although you get a sense of his frustration even in that first scene, but Kathy tells uh, CB, you know, you're just like your father, just sexy and tough. I think was was her word, <laughs> right? Uh, it was yeah. just kind of weird. Which, uh, again, she's a, she's a junkie, so maybe you expect that. Um, but they go visit Dennis Hopper in prison, and I really liked that scene. Uh, you know, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. You know he's on the other side of that glass. He's got two phones, one up to each ear, which just looks kind of weird and silly, but so he can talk to both of them. Mm -hmm. And you know, it he, I think, says he didn't want her to see him in prison until now because he didn't think she was old enough, and she didn't want you know he didn't want that image. And I just he played it kind of straight. He starts shaking a little bit, and then he starts to have a really hard time dealing with it and ask Kathy to get her out of there. Um, It's just, uh, what was the line he had? Um, Time's up. He, He keeps saying time's up and asking Kathy to get her out of there. And I don't know, man, like looking back on it like that, it just felt like that was the only scene of Hopper where I could call him even like remotely, Stable, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that's what we we're going to get in is this man could just kind of like torn up by what he did. Um, you know, the, the, the harm that he put his family through and getting out of prison, you would think at the very least, if he was an alcoholic going in, I think they said he did what? Five, six years. Yeah. Okay. You would hope that that would be like enough time to maybe kick that habit for just a little bit. right? <laughs> right. Um, and man, I mean, it feels like within scenes of him being out of it. I mean, even just that first scene, they have like a welcome home party for the guy.
1: Oh, yeah. He's got a beer in his hand. And
0: it's off the rails, dude. It's, yeah. <laughs> there's no change. And no. Um, I don't know. Like, how did that sit with you then? I mean, did you have a sense of, I don't know. Did you get the same sort of sense from that I did about the Hopper character in that jail scene?
1: Uh. I, I did like I definitely got the same sense as you. Um and and what I figured was when he when he got out of prison, he was going to be a really morose guy. Yeah. Like, you know, Linda Mans is looking CB is looking forward to him getting out of prison and when he does, he's going to be just a shell of a person. She's going to blame herself, all this stuff. And like yeah. none of that comes to be. Not re- at, at all, actually. Yeah. Um yeah, he he gets out, he starts drinking again. Thinking back on it now, I think that does make sense. Like he's he's on the phone with the two of them. He is stone sober, mm-hmm. so he's feeling it, and he does not want to feel this. And he's been feeling it for like five years. So he so as soon as he gets out, yeah, he's okay. just going to drink nonstop. That's what I think. Um, that makes sense psychologically, right? Yeah, but I didn't think that at all during the movie. Like, yeah, and and that's one of the things I had I did have trouble with is, you know, there were sort of these random. Sometimes it just felt very random. Like chasing the threads through was a little tough. Yeah. Even that first scene in the truck, you know, the opening. You, yeah. Okay. Linda man's dressed up like a clown. You can't tell who that is at all. Mm-hmm. And there's something a little to me anyway, there's something a little off putting about it. Absolutely. Like she's singing the song. It's pretty annoying. He thinks it's great. Uh, there's a bus, and it seems like the bus is like stalled on that road for like twenty minutes, yeah, it's a long constructed yeah, and it, it, beat like, there's there. a there's a lot of stuff there that that and 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 I wonder is it just trying to is it trying to frustrate me or or make me feel uncomfortable with it in that way? I don't know, but yeah, yeah like, know. like like when he gets out and he's walking through that party <clears throat> um that goes on for a really long time, mm hmm And, I mean, a really long time until he sees his, you know, his good friend. And I don't know that I got anything out of that other than, okay, then he meets up with his good friend. Like, there are a lot of people here. Yeah. And there's his good friend. But it it felt like, like, for what it was, it just felt like, man, that's, did we have to walk through the entire party? Like, it wasn't that interesting. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it's just, I think, part of the like stylistic fabric of this movie and, and yeah. what he was doing. I mean, uh, here's another example of that, just so people have like an idea of, of how this movie sort of flows. There's a moment where Linda Mann, CB is she's just walking around outside beside a house. She's got a little tape recorder that she carries around with her and plays Neil Young over and over on. So she's doing that a little bit and she kicks a trash can and she just picks up a piece of wood, chucks it, but then she sees a flower and she says, pretty, but not edible. And like, that's it. That's the entire yeah. scene. Yeah. It's in a way it's, you know, if you've seen George Washington, there's little beats like that that feel familiar, I think. Sure. And yet it, it strikes a different tone. Yeah. Um, and also have you seen Adam McGowan's, uh, the sweet hereafter? Did you ever see that yeah. movie? Yeah. yeah. The setup of this could have, could have easily kind of covered a lot of same terrain. I think, right. um, you know, that movie is about a bus accident and then a lawyer who's seeking to kind of file a class action suit on behalf of the families that lost children. And God, I think there's even some sexual abuse in that one. If I'm not mistaken too, I
1: think I, so. I know
0: there is. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, like this just is, a, it's such a different animal. I didn't even think about that movie until well after watching this one. Yeah. Um, even though, yeah, you got your bus accident. But just to touch on like your sort of thoughts about even in the opening seeing Linda man's and Dennis Hopper in that cab. I mean, I'd say the prison scene is like the only moment where They have what I would characterize as any sort of like, I don't know, I hate to use the word typical, but typical father-daughter relationship, like vibe. Yeah, (laughs) anything that feels fatherly, like that's the uh, only moment. Like there's just every time they're together, it just feels like wrong, and like as a gap going on and on and on like the discomfort for me was really setting in until it, it became really out in the open at the very, very end.
1: Yeah. Well, and I guess that is the thing. Like there is a sense in a way that she is his girlfriend. Yeah. And she can't wait for him to get out of prison the way a girlfriend would be excited, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Cause I mean, there is, there's absolute worship there but there's nothing fatherly about it. Yeah. And there's nothing really overtly sexual about it until the end.
0: I know. Yeah, that's why. It, and I mean, in the one hand, I give them credit if, you know, knowing where the movie goes by the end, if the reason they played those scenes prior to that were because of the end. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it is still tough to make heads or tails of tails of her sort of, yeah, you know, like you're saying, like obsession with her father there. Um, I just, you know, it feels like that would look a little differently if you're putting on the the glasses of a victim, right? But it's also, it's just, that's, that's a tough thing to fit. Like it's tough to film. And as an audience, it's tough to sit through for an hour and a half, right? It really is. (laughs) Just feeling that creep over you, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for that, but yeah, there, there is that sense of like this movie is about something and we're not going to let you know what it is until the last minute, you know? Yeah. like, like And it's oh, okay. also,
0: it pops, you know, it rears its head elsewhere too. Let's talk about the bowling scene. Oh yeah. For a second, if we may, because that is our introduction to the character, Charlie played by Don Gordon. So, you know, we kind of follow CB and a couple of her teenage friends, these two other tough girls into a bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And, um, they walk past these guys at the bar who are kind of like ogling them heavily and uh, one of them is this guy, Charlie, and he's, he knows who CB is and he's talking about, oh my God, she's she's really grown up and talked about it. And you also, I think there's some mention about maybe her scars in that moment or somewhere along there where, I don't know, it was clear to me by that point for sure that like, okay, like, uh, you know, yeah, this accident happened and, and it was, you know, not only sent Hopper to jail, but you know she's got some visible scars yeah uh to go through this as well but man so charlie says hello to cb and then he goes over to say hello to her mom who was i think i guess coincidentally there as well sort of on a date with paul the guy that owns the diner where she works and the moment charlie steps over there he's just all over kathy i mean it's it seems like they haven't seen each other in a long time. He's talking about how good she looks. I mean, yeah. it, her tits. It's like just gropy yeah. and disgusting. Totally. And she's just laughing it up yeah. and like living it up. And that poor Paul guy is just sitting there trying to like ignore yeah. <laughs> all of this.
1: Like, how do you react to this? Yeah.
0: Surface? And then Paul finally says something to Kathy to Kathy not even to Charlie yeah but about how well you know CB just asked if she could have a sleepover at her friend house that means that they can you know have a night alone together now that she's going over there and man they turn on a freaking dime Kathy gets so mad at him she, like it storms off it's like, that was don's best friend calls paul a motherfucker and i was just like what just happened here like yeah. what is going on who is this alien in the form of this mother i, I did not understand that reaction yeah. at all uh, well, this is
1: weird yeah i really couldn't understand that or yeah why paul was still around still employed her yeah At that point, I mean, I can understand there there are some uh, dysfunctional relationships out there that might function that way, but man, yeah, that is a that's a cold bucket of water in your face. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean, just I
1: I couldn't. I mean, I'm I don't know. I could stand for a lot. I'm not going to take that shit.
0: Well, and it also, I mean, it just paints an interesting picture of Kathy because she serves. She did not at any point try to stop Charlie from what he was doing. No, and we know it's like. You've been talking up Dennis Hopper the whole time. and He's getting out of jail any day now, and uh, you're doing this with this guy. So it, it was just weird. It was it, it was it was very very weird. Um, I don't know. And then there was I want to talk about one other scene right around here that just drove me crazy. Um, thinking about it as a, a human being, Craig. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, Linda Manns and her friends uh, went to see a movie? Yes. Okay. So there's these three girls, in the balcony of a movie theater, and just just talk just talking as if they were doing a podcast, right? Just uh, (laughs) chatting. I think it even at one point, Linda presses play on the tape recorder, so Neil Young comes up. But the whole like that'd be one thing, if they're by themselves in the balcony. But the way he shot it, you can see just a, a regular Joe sitting you just like make out their shoulder and their arm on the right of the frame sitting right beside these three. I'm like, there's, there's no way in hell I would have sat through that. There's just no way, like no yeah. way I would have got up or left something. Just told them to shut up. <laughs> it's just like, that'd have been the worst movie theater experience in the history of movie theater experience. It would have been pretty bad. would be saying something. Yeah. Anyway, um, through this section. And I think this is really all just before that big party, the welcome home party. Um, Uh, You know, there's just like uh, more of those little scenes like I described, you know, you got Linda walking around with her friends and there's like these guys and they're like hot rod car that look way older than teenagers. And they're talking to each other. She's talking about nice car, nice pants, nice ass. One of the guys had the line that said, "Uh, not you, donut, your hole's too big, which that did make me laugh, even though it's really, (laughs) really mean. Um, She tries to go into a bar where, you know, uh, her friends are like, There's, they're going to throw you out immediately. And that's exactly what happens. I did like the bartender when he like tosses her out and she's like trying to like do judo on him or whatever. Right. You could see him crack a right. smile. I don't know if yeah. that was like written into the character or not. No, that's
1: great. Yeah. You know, she's like, wait till
0: my father gets out of prison. Did I, I can't remember what scene it was exactly. I think it was, okay, there was a girl... Uh, who's about her age, who I believe maybe like her brother got killed on the school bus. Yeah. She says something about her dad is going to kick her father's ass as soon as he gets out of prison, blah, blah, blah. And uh, what did Linda, Linda Mann says, uh, God, let me get the wording right exactly. She says, you better shut up and get out of here. You're going to go out of the blue and into the black and then immediately presses play on her tape recorder. <laughs> yeah. And that just killed me. I don't know. Like, it was such a – I don't know. I mean, again, like, these are, like, not any interaction I think that would ever happen in real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> but because of her, Linda man's, it just somehow is is kind of fascinating,
1: I guess. it It, it is. Uh, and that was one thing I was thinking about with the uh... – when she goes into the into the bar, into the country music bar. Yeah. Whatever it is. And uh, I mean, like this is like definitely a behavior a girl in the situation might exhibit. Yeah. For sure. Um, but it still feels pretty random to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I, like I don't know what the point of that is. And, and not that in real life, you know, there's not necessarily a lot of point to it. But then again, this isn't real life. No. So, as much as I like that moment, again, it doesn't feel like it's building anything for me. No. And, and I don't think there's really a payoff for it. I just know that she did it and it was something for her to do. And this is one of the things, yeah, this is one of the things that kind of made the movie feel long sometimes.
0: Well, well I was just going to talk about the extended sequence where she leaves the town that she's in and that her oh, yeah. parents live. And uh, I did like parts of it. I liked that early on in the movie, they show Linda hitchhiking and then I mean you just see her out there she's got her jeans on and jean jacket with Elvis on the back and the scene kind of ends before she ever gets in a car or anything and then you know later on here we are kind of intercutting to her in the back of a pickup and she's going into what I assume was Vancouver and man almighty like there's so much stuff that happens there that really has nothing to do with the rest of the movie right yeah I mean at all
1: I, I don't think it ever comes back up now.
0: No, like she is just walking around the city. She's hanging out on like a lamppost, just looking cool. Yep. <laughs> um, she ooh, 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 uh, takes a cab and the driver asks if she wants to get high and go check out the pointed sticks, which is the band. Right. And oh, man, like after that, there's a scene Where she goes into a room with that guy, he lights a joint, they smoke a joint, she lays down on a bed and starts sucking her thumb, but the whole time there's a very scantily clad lady just hanging out on the other side of the room, and I got an impression that she's a prostitute.
1: That's what I thought.
0: Okay. And at one point she walks over to the bed where Linda Manns is laying down sucking her thumb. And just kind of puts one of her legs on the bed. And Hopper shoots it almost as if it's that infamous shot from The Graduate where you're seeing Mrs. Robinson's pantyhose, basically, and and Benjamin through there, but without any comedy to to this scene whatsoever. Right. And then it felt like the cab driver, like he started to make a move. I I didn't know what was going on there, if they were both like going to have their way with Linda Manns or what it was, but... Yeah. she erupts and gets the hell out of there gladly. I mean, thank God. You know, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't want to see that scene go any further. And then she goes to a punk show, and man, it felt like we were there for like 15 minutes, right? Like it just... Yeah. You were watching the band play, then you're backstage, they're hanging out. She like befriends a guy with a video camera. Then they go back and play some more, and she's hanging out by the drummer, and he lets her play. I mean, all that stuff, it feels... Completely real. Like, you know, I mean, they're definitely, they just went to a show and filmed all this as far as I could tell. Right. And then she leaves with a video nerd and she's driving. And meanwhile, like the video guy is like trying to get, well, he successfully gets like a couple other girls to take their tops off and they like lean on her and we flash to uh, even more footage of the bus truck accident with Dennis Hopper, right? Yeah. And it goes, it's, Way more horrific. Like you can totally see a dummy hanging out the side of the door of the oh, bus, yeah. right? Uh, but it just
1: looks awful. I mean, yeah. And well, gets- just before they hit it, there's like this kid walking down the aisle, like crying. Yeah, and like so you see all these kids on there, and yeah, yeah, it it hangs out there for a while. Like the the crash is not fake enough looking. Yeah, that it's not. You know, it's yeah, it's pretty disturbing.
0: And again, like I I don't know. Just maybe just for me like reading that over again, I'm like, I feel like there's a version of that that could have worked for me. And all yeah. it would take is like knowing and hearing Linda say, I got to get out of town and like knowing why sort of like, you right. know, just like saying that and then going to this show and like having this night would be interesting. And then having to come back home to her, her parents, like, I don't know. Like, yeah. Even that like flash too back to the accident that feels interesting to me like that's good like character detail and and plot even. Yeah. But it, it's just so loose here and <laughs> like it's just it's, 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 it's very loose. It's like yeah. unanchored, you know, and it really like it does require like a different sort of mindset watching it in in those kind of moments. Yeah. For sure. Um I also want to point out that I was wrong in the tee up uh about the scene where Linda Mann's improvs with a fan, because it is an actual fan. It's a small battery-operated fan that she finds on the desk in Raymond Burr's office. Oh, and right. uh, yeah, that's one of maybe maybe t- three scenes max with Raymond Burr. And um, with this one, it's basically Kathy's there... And it's kind of, it felt like it was mandated perhaps, but I don't think maybe she got pulled over on her way back with those people, um, driving and it's kind of like, okay, you got to go to this court ordered therapy. And her, her, mom is, uh, just so bad, yep. you know, she should not be in that meeting to begin with, but she's just offering excuse after excuse. And then finally, uh, Linda, the man says, come on, mom. And she says, "Yeah, let's blow this pot stand or somebody's."
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: and they leave, and it was just like, "Oh God, uh, these these are the worst." <laughs> Raymond premieres.
1: Burr just like slaps his forehead. Yeah, jeez, oh, uh, I can't imagine
0: what he just must have thought. Like, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> it, it was awful. Um, but so yeah, there's another. I mean, like every scene with Hopper at home after this is it just involves a lot of drinking and there's usually the Charlie guy there. Uh, One of the fathers of of one of the victims on that bus shows up and uh, that gets kind of tense. And I don't know, you know, there's some threats made. Hopper does his thing where he gets all heated about it and he dumps an entire bottle of whiskey over his head, calls himself an asshole. I could have sworn Craig at one point, he says to this guy, "Sorry about your son, but I didn't have anything to do with it." I don't remember that. Okay, man, I swear he did. Cause I was just like, "Well, yeah, you did, you dumbass!" Like, you, well, we, yeah. everybody knows, like you just and you admitted to it, like earlier on in this thing. Like you, you know, it's a pretty easy yeah. thing to prove that you ran your truck into this bus. You know?
1: Yeah, I don't think there's any question in yeah, that, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah, like I, I gotta say, like I, I'm drawing a bit of a blank. On that moment, mainly yeah. because I expected him to do one of two things, which was say he was sorry and like have a bit of a breakdown. Yeah, you know, exactly. Being confronted directly with it. Yep. Or just straight up fighting the guy. And so when he started pouring liquor on his head and and what I can't even remember what he was talking about at the point. I but don't I was think just like I was like, man, like, yeah, like you lost me. Yeah, I guarantee um, he
0: did not remember what he said either. After no, immediately no, after he I said don't it. think yeah. so.
1: I don't think they um, were
0: using prop drinks. Uh, I think those were real, probably.
1: <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, it was like it was like tough guy comes to the house with his friend, and he confronts Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper pours liquor on his head and says something. Yeah, and and then what, like the the resolution of that is like the guy's like, "All right, well I'll be seeing you around." Yeah, well let's follow okay, that well,
0: thread then because. I swear, like, it didn't make sense to me, I think, until I read my notes. (laughs) Right. Okay. So, yeah, the father of a victim. Uh, Dennis Hopper goes to work after prison at what I think is just a garbage dump. And he's there, like, driving the, the earth diggers and the bulldozers, kind of, you know, clearing land out and, you know, smoothing over the garbage and pouring dirt on top of it, right? At one point, this guy shows up there and has a conversation that we do not hear with somebody else and then I'll be damned like if the next thing you know and this is an extended sequence all set to music so it kind of feels like a music video of watching Dennis Hopper uh dig around at a dump and this guy show up and then Dennis Hopper bulldozes over the little shack that they have right i don't know what they were you know it's i don't think anybody's actually using it or not but and he seems really happy about doing that right sure it's out in the open. Another guy sees it. And I think what happened, and I, I swear to God, like it's so obvious. I didn't pick up on it. I think the dead or the victim must have got him fired somehow. Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I definitely got that in the moment. You got that in the moment. You're better than in me, that man. Moment, I did not.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was not sure because it didn't feel like how, I don't know. I didn't have like a like concrete moment where it felt like that information would have trickled down to. So Hopper did somebody say hey you're fired? No. Okay. No,
1: but what I remember was that the dad went and talked to the guy and Dennis Hopper saw him talking to the guy. And then you see Dennis Hopper like looking down like shaking his head. And so I was just assuming the guy was getting him fired. I mean that's Yeah. Okay. I mean it makes, makes total, total sense.
0: Sick. Yeah. It absolutely I mean, does like as a plot that works.
1: And then It does. I I guess <laughs> my my bigger thing is just that dude went to Dennis Hopper's house mm-hmm. in the middle of the night. To confront him about his dead son. Yeah, and all he did was just be like, yeah, "I mean, was was there out. more to it? Wait, did did he tell Dennis Hopper like you need to leave town or something?" No, or? there
0: I, there was nothing that direct. Right. I don't think.
1: So I'm just like, yeah, like like why why did that scene exist? Like why didn't that guy just yeah. go and get him fired? I don't know. But um, um
0: so, but go ahead. Okay, right. So. That happened. You do have a scene where Dennis Hopper is drinking again with Charlie, and he, he really like seems to bemoan the fact that he lost his job, which I was, I was like, well, yeah, I guess, but you did drive over. I mean, you know, even if that dad didn't get you fired, bulldozing over the one little shack that they had probably would have done it, right? Sure. Um, so anyway, I don't remember the exact order of the sequence, but I think it was a pretty hard cut to you see this dad again, and you're kind of close on him. And the next thing you know, he just gets whacked in the head with a crowbar. Yeah. Uh, and it's Charlie and Dennis Hopper. Um And he goes down and there's blood. Yeah. So they straight up murder this guy. That's what it seems like. Correct me if I'm wrong, Craig. There's not another mention about that fact. No. Whatsoever.
1: Although I don't think there's really time, right? Like they, they guess They take not. something yeah. from the guy and they go home. And that's pretty much when... Okay, yeah. Things get horrible back at the house.
0: Okay, well, so, you know, prior to all of this, we should mention, like, you know, Linda Manns has kind of, like, walked in, not walked in, but she walked up to the house. She's seen her mother shooting up drugs. Sure. Uh, One of the times they're drinking, Charlie and and Hopper, Charlie, like, walks out of the room into another room, and it's totally, like, groping the hell and, like, literally, like, about to screw... Uh, Kathy in the other room. And the only thing that stops him is basically Dennis Hopper continuing to rant and rave from the other room and, <laughs> and they kind of know they won't get away. So all this stuff has happened culminating in the murder of somebody. We, we now know that our main participants mind minus Linda Mann's are, are pretty reprehensible people, right? If, if, yeah. if everything else didn't tip you to that prior to this, certainly. Okay. So now let's set the scene for the ending here cb is in her room putting on the shoe polish i guess trying to make her hair look slick and black like elvis sure. she do- puts on fake sideburns of some kind or draws them on or whatever kathy's shot up hopper and charlie are getting trashed in the kitchen hopper's starting to lose it in the way that hopper does and can uh that's when they have their like grope session in the other room Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. This is tough, dude. Kathy comes in, right? It's in this moment, or somewhere around here, and talks about she's worried that her daughter is going to be a dyke, right?
1: Okay. Did I make
0: up this scene? No, I think that's real. Okay, I tried to block it. And she's, like, crying. She's crying. I mean, she's messed up right you know i don't think there's any reason to think that she's in a straight mind yeah she's like crying worried about her daughter you know she just won't know what a man is like blah 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 blah. so that's been the stage has been set and at one point hopper just says to charlie you should fuck her man
1: oh jesus about his own daughter yeah
0: and i was oh oh boy oh boy um and so up the stairs they go.
1: Yep.
0: Now, I, I'm going to spoil the beans here just by saying it doesn't go that way. Thank God. Yeah. They come into the room. I don't even remember exactly the the, the beats of it, but Linda is furious. And, you know, I think Hopper, like, has a, a change of heart there. You know, Linda says she hates all men, all of them, repeatedly. Yeah hates her dad. And I think that actually like hits home a little bit through the through the haze and the cloud of whatever's pulsing through his system. Right. And Hopper kicks Charlie out. And then he has some drunken nonsense. Yeah. He and Kathy leave the room. I, I there's a cut that I think is to imply a little bit of time has passed. But Lynn Vance is basically sitting in her bed looking into the other room and it looks like Dennis Hopper is about to get a blowjob from Kathy with just the door wide open, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, Jesus. And so he closes the door. And then moments later, Dennis comes into the room and sits by the bed of CB. And, man, like, she's in a nightgown, if I'm not mistaken. And she's, like, taking all that crap out of her hair, I think. She sits up in the bed and like, I just like immediately was like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Like she just sits in a way that her legs are, 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 are such that you can totally just see her underwear. Right. Right. And he's just talking drunkenly about God knows what. And then I don't remember what preceded this, but at one point she grabs his head and his hair and says, take a good look, Daddy. And then tells him to take a smell. She uh. finds another pair of panties, puts it in his mouth, and says something about, like, remember this, or this is happening. You know, like, this will be the last time this happens. Yeah. And that's, to me, that was the first time where it was concrete that there was some sort of, like, sexual abuse, right? Right. Okay, good. And then she stabs him repeatedly with a knife in the neck. Right. <laughs> And dude, like, I I just, and, I didn't see well, any of that coming, man. I don't know. But like, I was just like, oh God, this is going from worse to worse to worse, you know?
1: Well, that's right. And I mean, so the name of the movie is Out of the Blue. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And, and is that like, is that kind of the theme for the whole movie? Into the Black. Yeah. Where, where it's like, where it's like, look, we're not gonna, I'm going to take out the stuff that would make you feel like something's building up to a thing mm-hmm. or even explaining something or giving you an idea that someone's going to do something. I'm just going to have it happen. Yeah. Suddenly. Like, I mean, cause that, that moment to me, I couldn't even tell if that was a dream or not or something. Okay. Like I, I, I didn't, I didn't even know if that was really happening. Like it seemed so weird. There were, there were some shots just before it that were very abstract and I was like, where are we right now? Like yeah. what's going on? And then, um, yeah. And then that happens. <clears throat> and like, yeah, her, I don't know that, that, that demeanor, that, that change seems so odd. To me, from adoring daughter to furious with him, I hate all men. To that, and then of course stabbing him. But it's just, oh man, it's brutal. And then, uh, and then yeah. So then, and then what? What's our next scene?
0: Well, we'll get to that. But I, I'm just trying oh. to think real quickly. Yeah, like you're saying, like there wasn't a moment where Linda had like a real break, like that sort of dark night of the soul moment was there you know where no you know it's not like sling blade or something where you see her preparing to do this like you know it's coming like it builds to that right like, i can't even think of it like if she maybe she picked up on the fact that when hopper and charlie came into her room that they were planning to you know rape her essentially or well,
1: i assume that ah, she knew that to begin with like that's why she dressed up and had that chair ready gotcha like I, I totally thought she thought that. Okay. I think my thing is between that time and the scene where she kills Hopper, I feel like like we don't spend any time with her at all. No, huh. And so you don't really you don't really have a point of view going into that scene, like if you're just watching things happening.
0: Yeah, and so um, it's like it's almost unclear, like, well, why didn't she if she was gonna kill him, why didn't yeah, why didn't she do it in the previous scene? Um Sure. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough, man. Yeah, it doesn't it just doesn't yeah. operate like any sort of normal way, which is, you know, it's kinda what is interesting about it i guess sure but yeah so after this craig um boy uh linda goes into kathy's room she's now got a safety pin shoved through her cheek total punk style she's dressed she's ready to get out of there she forces kathy i guess at knife point right um Mm -hmm. to go outside they go get in the old big rig that was that they just had there on the yard that had grown, you know, the vines had grown over over the five years, but that's where uh, Linda Manns had gone previously in the movie to sort of be alone and she farts around on the CB or whatever. They get in there and we forgot to mention this, but you, you have to forgive us for not mentioning it because that's how crazy this movie is. Previously in a scene where i think linda had shown up at the dump uh dennis hopper reveals that he found a couple sticks of dynamite right yeah and so the dynamite is in that truck linda lights a fuse kathy doesn't know what's going on and linda says it's nothing it's a punk gesture and she's just talking all this stuff, you know, and Kathy's like, but if you want to go, if you want to talk punk, let's go inside. I thought you wanted to talk about your father. And she starts saying, and like this is like, again, it's like, it's hard to wrestle with all this stuff. CB is saying, Dad knew more about punk, you know, yeah. because when Sid Vicious left, he took his loved ones with him. And so in a way, it's like she's talking about her father again, as if like he's someone to be admired, right? Right. As if he's Johnny Rodden or Sid Vicious. And Kathy's like as confused as we are. She's like, that's meaningless. I don't get the point. I'm leaving. And CB says, that's right. That's right. And then Craig, press your sound effects button.
1: Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. The,
0: the truck blows up. Uh, she, she took them all out. She burned out instead of faded yeah. away. That's right. Q Neil Young. And we're out. Craig? Yeah. uh, I don't want to leave without saying. One more example of how how just oddly this movie functions uh, versus what you're probably used to. So, yeah, we we go to our credits there. It's, hey, hey, my, my, Neil Young song. Yeah. The line, he is gone, but he's not forgotten. This is a story of Johnny Rotten. If the movie had ended on Johnny Rotten, like right after that line, it makes total sense, right? That's I'm an I'm an editor, I'm a sound editor, or whatever. That's what I want to end on, sure. right? Just having that. This one, I swear to God, uh, you know. And like, yeah, maybe we don't have the best copy of it, but somebody prove me wrong. They do. He is gone, but he's not forgotten. This is the story, and it ends like that's it. The movie's done. They don't even finish the. I mean, doesn't it, you know? And then nothing's happening on screen. They could have just done that. Like they could have just hung sure. on. <laughs> and I'm telling you like the movie like all the like choices with the music are like that like they don't like it just is so unnatural I, yeah. I can only assume it's completely intentional uh, you know Dennis Howard did I not want so. you to feel comfortable about anything with this movie and I'd right. say mission accomplished Dennis
1: yeah 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 That, that that's for sure
0: um, uh, so yeah having and, chatted and- about it what else Craig what did, what did we miss here what else do you want to say about this
1: well, just, just in those terms too, like the the whole Elvis thing, I'm assuming that she likes Elvis maybe because her dad likes Elvis?
0: That was unclear to me.
1: Because th- that seemed like a really weird mix. Elvis is the best, but I love punk, and here's a, a chill Neil Young song on the soundtrack.
0: Yeah, it's tough because there is a version of Elvis that did feel like a rebel, But I think he even, I don't know. I I felt like they were saying that he dies or Elvis died in the course of this story. You know, she has the one line about like Elvis left. Did not you hear like, you know, Elvis left, Uh, my father left me, Johnny Rotten, you know, Sid Vicious left me. So I I don't know. I I read that as like, yeah, I forget when Elvis died. I think it was like, yeah, 79 or something. Maybe it was 77. I don't know. So anyway, it feels like he's supposed to have died in this, in the course of this story um but yeah like Elvis at that point was not a rebel like there was nothing
1: nothing yeah, punk about I mean,
0: Elvis you know
1: he was like yeah like i don't know like in the time of us coming up like he would have been like a sellout yeah like he's doing vegas shows yeah. like that's not there's nothing punk about him at that point
0: no i mean on the one hand i i sort of feel like as a kid in an isolated town Maybe you like you, you wouldn't realize, like, I didn't realize that I wasn't supposed to like Motley Crue or Poison and Metallica. Like, I didn't know that, the, <laughs> sure. like, you know, when sure. I was a kid, I didn't realize like, oh no, like Metallica, like people that like Metallica, I hate those like hair pants. Like, you know, you can't, you can't like them both. What do you like pick a side? So I don't know. Maybe she just hasn't got that. Like those like gatekeeper, cool people pass that information down to her or I don't know, but yeah, it was a little odd to me. Like it just, yeah, it was like another disconnect, I guess. I don't know, Are like, you recommend this to, I mean, it's clearly more for, like, the independent film fan, but I have a hard time, like, just thinking of a good, like, comp, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't think that I would, I don't think that I would uh, recommend this to anyone unless they came to me with a real narrow request for what they wanted, you know? I
0: think so. And like, I don't even, I don't know. I have a hard time tracing that line from Easy Rider to this. Like, this just feels so different uh, in a lot of ways. So I need to see the last movie. I think maybe uh, if that's even way further out there than this, um, yeah, maybe there's fans of that. And you'd be like, yeah, you got to make sure you see out of the blue because it's the missing link there. Um, Don't know. Uh, But yeah, if you want to see Hopper being vintage Hopper, uh, this this will satisfy that itch, I think. And then, yeah, if you're a big Days of Heaven Linda Manns fan, I feel like you kind of got to see this because she has such a short resume.
1: Yeah, indeed. Indeed. I mean, she is definitely the best part about this movie.
0: Was it? No question. Um, about it. She kept reminding me a little bit of one of the kids in the original Bad News Bears. It, was it Jackie yeah. Earl Haley? I was trying to remember which character it
1: was. Uh, man, <laughs> like, maybe. Yeah.
0: Maybe. But, uh, yeah, she's got that thing going on. There's just something from that time period where... She does. Everybody had she's... to be tough if you were a kid.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's she's well cast, for sure. Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, we did it. We watched Out of the Blue. This is why we're here, to talk about these movies. So, you know, if you feel like you don't necessarily want to watch this one, you don't have to now because you've listened to this and we took you through the experience. Um, come back next time. We're going to tee up a movie called... Band of the hand. Yeah. Right? I'm excited about this one. Uh Craig, any last words tonight?
1: Uh hey guys. Keep it pretty but not edible out there.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well said. All right, y'all. We'll talk next time.